0: Welcome to another edition of the Scout Team Podcast. I'm Emery Hunt, the czar of the Playbook. Be sure to follow me on all of my social media accounts. And be sure to check out and subscribe to the Football Game Plan Network located at youtube.com slash footballgameplan. Also, subscribe on iTunes to Football Game Plan Podcast and leave us a five-star rating. In keeping with our 2020 NFL Draft prospect interviews, today we're joined by very good prospect coming off the corner, coming off the edge and as Bryant University outside linebacker, edge rusher, defensive lineman, Tomas Wright. Tomas, I appreciate you taking time.
1: No, thank you. Like I said, uh, it's a pleasure to be on the show, and uh, very thankful to be here.
0: The first time I saw your game, I was at that game against Stony Brook, and I was there looking at the cornerback and looking at the defensive tackle for Stony Brook, and I put in my notes, I was like, man, this guy number one for Bryant just keeps popping up and making plays. Cause when you look at your your height weight on on paper, 6'1, 212, but he's playing defensive end, you're like, uh, I don't know. But watching you play, it's like, man, this dude is legitimately destroying, you know, the run game and is constantly popping up, making plays. You were hella productive at Bryant, despite being an undersized guy. But being that as it may, you actually held your own at the point of attack. You did a lot of great things up front over the course of your career i'm talking about 30 sacks 30 and a half sacks 43 and a half tfls at your size how beneficial was it for you to uh have that advantage when playing up front you're under under undermatched with every matchup yet you were able to dominate
1: yeah um well first i I wasn't 6'1 212 that was like me coming in as a freshman. Um I don't know where <laughs> I don't I don't know where people like get that from. But yeah, that was from like my freshman year. But like when like I, I'm like now I'm like 238, 240, but during the season I was around like 235 uh that game you went to. But um something that you know I've been able to play basically because um my my foundation is based off of the, the weight room and I've always been a very strong guy. So, um, you know, coming from St. Augustine High School in Florida, um, my high school coach basically um, installed in me and all the players, you know, um, the weight room, and we'd be in there lifting twice a day, so I've always been very strong, and that, you know, made up for uh, my lack of uh, size. I basically, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like I didn't have the size, but I was stronger than those guys who were 240, 250. So that was never, like I said, Like I I never looked at it as a weight thing.
0: Yeah, because we we always say here at football game plan, size is not a skill. And if you're doing the job, then you can do the job. And obviously you know better than anyone how to play at your size because that's all you've been able to do. Um, So when you look at having that natural leverage against these taller offensive linemen, what goes into attacking a guy that, May outweigh you or outreach you by you know a couple of inches if you're looking at you know arm length and things of that nature because you know that's a big thing that people have to point to oh his arms are 74 inches long yeah but if you're you have a guy like yourself that's able to get to his chest quicker than he's able to get his arms up you're able to win that rep.
1: Yeah, um, one thing about me is uh, I have long arms and also too I understand how important leverage is. And uh, that's something that I basically have developed over the years. And if you can create that separation against the offensive lineman and get off quickly, you know, there's nothing the offensive lineman could do. So basically, you know, I, I uh, be- would use my athleticism. And it was great for me because I could beat an offensive lineman on the edge. And then once they would start kicking back because they were in fear of me at my speed, I also had the strength to bull rush put that that foot in the ground, bull rush, and just, you know, then after that, they don't know what I'm doing. So they can't really prepare for that. So I used it to my advantage. And, you know, the old linemen that I played against, they watched film. They they understood that I was strong. Their coach told them. So it, it was a, a thing where, you know, the the size never really mattered. And my opponents knew that, too, and they, they respected that. Uh, you know, it's not really the size. It's about the heart and the dog. So... You know,
0: what was impressive about watching you play was, you know, how nuanced you was at, at getting to the quarterback. You just touched on that um, with, with your answer. And you look at, you know, your one-on bar, rip, lean and dart. You know, you have a dip under. You know, how important was it for you to develop multiple ways and getting to the quarterback? And why is that key for a defensive lineman?
1: Um, it was important to me just because, like, I've been playing D-line my whole life, even since Pop Warner. So I naturally developed, you know, skill sets from when I was younger and just watching players, uh, players in front of me, players on TV and, you know, practicing over and over again. And, uh, you know, something that really helped me this year was uh, Coach Watson. He he came from he I played with him my freshman year. He was a senior. He was a captain. And then he went off to a few different schools and uh, he ended up coming back. He was at Rutgers and then he ended up coming back and he basically taught me so many different pass routes, pass rush moves, techniques that I basically um, took in. We practiced every day, pass rush, pass rush. So when I was on the, the 101 at the end of practice, I would basically, that was my time to utilize, you know, the different techniques that he was teaching me. So, you know, um, long arm flips, fake spins, um, club rip, uh, fake stab, dip under, you know, all those good things. And uh, basically, you know, the more tools you have, the more, you know, of a dangerous weapon you could be. And, you know, it was fun seeing, you know, how those moves that I would work in practice would basically, you know, work in the game. So that was really great to see. And that just showed me, you know, um, how important it is to practice your craft every day, practice, practice, practice. And, uh, you know, like I said, um, it's the little things that count. So, you know, getting in, you know, cutting down the distance between you and the offensive lineman, because I think the quarterback has like three seconds and the ball's gone. So you don't have that much time to get back there. So you can't waste time. So every little thing is important and it matters.
0: Yeah, it definitely does. And it's funny about your position when you look at it juxtaposed to receivers. You know, everyone, uh, let's say the sexy thing to do is to to catch the deep ball as a receiver. The sexy thing to do as a defensive lineman is just to rush the passer. But you're not one-dimensional because you're actually playing the run really well. Uh, what goes into playing the run, uh, and why have you been able to be so successful? at being a you know playing well on both ends of defense
1: yeah no i'm glad you uh you touched point on that um so the year before i had my junior year i had 12 and a half sacks and 45 tackles and i didn't make all american and i was fifth in the nation in sacks and i was like first in defense alignment everybody else in front of me were were linebackers and you know um that really pissed me off. So I knew the next year I had to, to get bigger. I had to get stronger and I had to get more tackles. So, you know, that summer before um, basically the 2019 season, I was in the weight room twice a day during camp, man. You can ask my strength coach. I was in there um, doing anything I could to, to get an advantage. So like, if you see, I have a transformation pit where like, it's it's kind of unreal if you see my Twitter, but, like, I knew I had to get bigger, bigger, and stronger. So, you know, I stayed in the weight room that summer, and basically, uh, the play to run, it's just one of those things where you have to... You, you can't... A lot of players, they get so focused on third and long, they just want to pass, rush, pass, rush, but, like, you got to have that mindset with the run as well because if you can't stop the run, there won't be an opportunity, you know, exactly. for third and long. You know, so that's basically how I looked at it. So I was like, well, if I want to get sacks, I got to be the person to stop them on first and second down. So that was my mindset. And it was just one of those things, too, where, like, I kind of like to get, you know, like, I kind of like to get in there and smash. Um, It's fun. That's what the game of football is about. So um, I looked at it as a positive, to be honest with you. So it was just, I would say it's honestly your mindset. You just can't have the mindset of, oh, I'm only going to play pass rush. You got to have every... Every down is like you're about to go sack the quarterback, but it's just you're you're trying to hit the running back or whoever has the ball. So,
0: yeah, being being out there and having that that want to to stop the run is key, man. It's almost like from an offensive perspective, blocking blocking is all about attitude and want to. You got to want to block the dude in front of you. And when you were down at the College Gridiron Showcase, I came away impressed again. And credit because you went out there on you know to an All Star game and. Man, look how valuable that experience has been now, considering the the state of, you know, where we are right now in the world where there's no pro days and things like that. You got a bonus by going out there and working on front of scouts. First of all, what was your experience like down there at the College Gridiron Showcase and how beneficial you think that was for you moving forward?
1: Oh, man, it was great. Um, It was in Fort Worth, Texas. I've never been to Texas before. Fort Worth is beautiful. Um, it's like 20 minutes away from Dallas. So um, it was just, you know, just from that standpoint alone, it was, it was exciting. And, uh, you know, I got invited to the small school showcase first, which was uh, Division One FCS, Division Two, II, Division Three NAIA. I believe it was about 120, uh, 120 of us. And uh, basically, you know, we're out there competing um, with each other uh, the first three days in front of NFL scouts cfl scouts and it's all 32 teams all nine cfl teams and uh it was just you know it was nervous but at the same time it's exciting because it's just like you have a point a point to prove so you know over those three days you know we're just getting nitty and gritty it's it's funny because like th- like it was physical real physical um the first player inside run um the tackle went down it's zoned away i squeezed hard boom tackle to dive I noticed like my, my fingers hurting, my hands hurting and I'm just like, damn, like I have on gloves. So I look, I look down at my hand and like my middle finger, not my middle finger, my ring finger. I look, it's like popping out the glove and it's dislocated. And I never (laughs) dislocated. I never, I never (laughs) dislocated a finger before. So like, and I played D line. So like, that's how, you know, like how physical it was. It was just a different environment. And like, I, at that moment, it was one of those things where it's just like I didn't know if it was broken or what. So it's just like I, I, I like had to decide, you know, lose these reps or like just go back out, put it back in and, and see what happens. So I just put it back in place and uh, had to do what I had to do. So it worked out. But, um, you know, after those three days, uh, all uh, the NFL teams, um, coaches, experts, they basically voted the the 14 players they wanted to see move up and play with the uh players from the college gridiron showcase and uh i was you know blessed to be one of those players and i moved up and the college gridiron showcase was basically all fbs kids so there's guys from fsu um fresno state boston college um all all those schools and uh you know i I didn't really know what to expect Um, You know, everybody was there at first. They were trying to be, you know, big dog, not trying to talk to no one or none of that. So it's just like it was interesting (laughs) to see, you know, at first, like everybody was trying to be like an alpha dog or whatever. So uh, eventually, you know, once we started to play, we we started to connect. And I I realized, you know, these guys are real genuine dudes. Like I I was uh, getting, you know, um, one of the guys who was teaching me was uh, Winston, the captain for uh, Minnesota D-line. And he was like, he was teaching me stuff. And, you know, I was thinking like these guys are like, you know, like NFL, like I'm not trying to help nobody nothing. But like, I met some really great guys and uh, it was just fun because we were like cheering each other on, we were helping each other and it was, it was great. And I did not expect that. It was a really positive experience. And uh, I connected with a lot of these guys too. And I still talk to them to this day, you know, on social media, Instagram and Twitter and we, we share each other's stuff. We message each other when we see something cool or things like that. So I, I loved it, honestly. And, too, like, just learning from the coaches and, and hearing, you know, because a lot of these coaches, they played in NFL. So, like, they were, they were sharing, you know, their experiences, telling us how to prepare for it. And um, I just taking that in, that feedback, and just listening to anyone who was willing to basically preach to me or, or share anything. And another cool thing, too, is um, with the College Gridiron Showcase was, you know, they also had an aspect of it that wasn't like, it was football, but it was like life preparing for life after football. So basically, we had like a, uh, a presentation for like an hour or two where, you know, they went over finances and they kind of explained to us basically that, you know, yeah, you make it to league, but like at the end of the day, you know, if you don't spend your money properly, if you don't have that... Bright financial advisor, you could be broke as soon as you you leave the league. So it it was good understanding that aspect of it as well.
0: Yeah, it was. It's a great format setup for guys. It it helps kick off the, you know, the All Star Game circuit is a really good experience. And when you were down there, it allowed you the opportunity to, you know, show a different uh, tool in your toolbox. You played a little bit off the ground uh, at the cgs was that something that you had planned going in to do or was that something that they were asking you to do and how did you feel about playing you know a little bit of stand-up edge rusher as opposed to with your hand in the dirt
1: yeah um i mean it it wasn't like uncomfortable for me it kind of felt natural um i've done it a little bit at bryant in certain packages but not really a lot and uh like I said, like, that was really, like, my first time doing it a little more. But it, it wasn't really too different. Um, just standing up. It just wasn't a three-point stance. But uh, it, it was, It was, you know, I was able to still, you know, make the same plays I usually do, just standing up. So, What's
0: the biggest part of your game you feel like right now uh, people still are underrating about what you bring to the table?
1: Whew, that's a great question. Man, um... I've, I've heard that I need to develop a counter move in terms of like, you know, an inside move, but that's something I could work on, but I've never been like at Bryant, they would never really allow me to counter. I always had to contain the edge. So I never really focused on doing like a counter move as much, but you know, I've been working on it. Uh, I've developed more of a, a fake spin which you, you see in my CGS highlights. Um working on working on that, that's definitely something that uh could boost my my game to another level.
0: How frustrating is that? Because you see this a lot with uh, running backs. They'll talk about, oh, well he only caught two passes in college. So he has to get better in the pass game. Well, what if he wasn't asked to catch the ball? That doesn't mean he can't catch the ball. You know, so that doesn't mean you don't have a counter, you just wasn't asked to do it. How frustrating is that to you can't really lash out and say things like, man, I just wasn't asked to do it. But how do you go about explaining that to people, just like how you did now?
1: Um, I don't even waste my time because I know like like I- I'll just listen and be like, you're right. You know, like <laughs> I-, I should develop because there's no point in, you know, because people they already had their minds made up. So, like, I know I, I had 30 career, sa- 30 and a half career sacks without uh, using a counter. So it's like imagine if I had that counter, you know, how many more sacks. So, you know, it is what it is, but you know, once, you know, I'm able to play in NFL and develop have that more freedom if if I if, you know, I'm able to like it'll just open up my game. So, I'm excited to see how that how that's going to work.
0: Well, Tomas, it's been great. I'm excited to see you continue to progress and grow and move forward. Again, it's all about and you see it a lot where you go to one game to watch a couple of players and then somebody else stands out and you just become enamored with Man, I need to follow this guy throughout the rest of the season. That's what you did for me. When I was out there at Stony Brook, you stood out and you, you know, you consistently did that throughout the course of your senior season. You did it at the all-star game circuit. And, you know, we wish you the best luck moving forward. Where can people follow you on social media to keep up with your journey as you make your trek to the NFL?
1: Um, you can follow me on Instagram underscore Tomas, right. And then on Twitter, Capital T, Tomas, one, underscore, capital W, right, (laughs) W-R-I-G-H-T-F.
0: Awesome, man. Great stuff, Tomas. And listen, continue to do your thing. You've grown as a player, as a prospect, and your arrow is pointing up in the right direction. And we wish you the best of luck moving forward.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate
0: that.